Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. Thanks for allowing us to come across your broadcast, be part of your day. Uh, with me again is Pastor Stephen Huffman from Morningside Baptist Church. My friend, uh, uh, pastors to me, pastors to my heart, ministers to me. I'm so thankful he's here with us. We we continue on, Pastor Huffman. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be with you, Brother uh, Doug, and thank you for the opportunity. Amen. Pastor Huffman has a wonderful family. I've I, I've got to know his wife, Rania, and, and a little bit of his kids. I see them up there doing music and stuff. It's a weird thing. When I first met Pastor Huffman, and again, we didn't spend a lot of time at church. We we really just became members just three years ago, I think. But just over the years, you know, we were a member of another church that we were working out of at that time and would come in and, I, man, I watched your kids grow. And they, man, kids just grow so fast. They do grow up. My son, uh, I have two daughters and one son. My son is now taller than I am, but I still tell folks I'm better looking than yeah. he is. So it's I, a, well, I'm, at least I'm you fooling, got something. I'm fooling yeah. myself there. but uh. <laughs> <laughs> And one of your daughters is already married, I believe, yes, and married I, to a pilot, right? That's correct. My oldest daughter, Ashlyn, is now married. She married a MK, missionary kid from Papua New Guinea, Stuart Michaud, and uh, he's a pilot, a commercial pilot, and uh, so thankful that they're still in the area, and yeah. uh, we get to see him some. But That's uh, a pretty wonderful God's thing. Us. Yeah, yeah, my kids, I have one that lives 10 miles one way and 40 miles the other way, and uh, I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that I can pick up the phone when I'm home and say, hey, can I come see you, or can you guys come see me? Yeah. And uh, I'm really thankful for that. And uh, so as we move along, we always have a word of the day, and, and I was telling Pastor when he came over here a little while ago, we were talking about the word of the day, and today's word is omniscient, and, uh, uh, you know, it's felt like omniscience or all-knowing those types of things. Our God knows everything. We, we, we don't hide anything from God. We don't, uh, uh, you know, he, nothing catches him by surprise. I love that thought of the whole prospect of omniscience. I remember when I was in the seminary and I wrote a paper on this and you had to come up, you know, you had to turn in your thesis statement and different things. What direction are you going into? And the first thing I wrote on my paper in seminary is nothing catches God by surprise. Yeah. You know, yeah. he and knows that's, that's what that's what omniscient is. He's all knowing. Yeah, and I I like how Jerry Bridges in his book Trusting God Even When Life Hurts really combines this thought with two other thoughts. Um, God is all He's all loving. He He wants what's best for me. He's omniscient. He knows what's best for me, and He's omnipotent. He can do what's best for me. And you put those thoughts together, combining His love, His omniscience, His omnipotence. We serve a great God, and we can trust God yeah. when life hurts. That's true. I, I was preaching a, last, uh, a message last night, Pastor, up in Asheville, and and uh, the concept was we were talking about how when storms come, and we were there in those great passages at Mark 4, and where they're crossing the Sea of Galilee, and, and, and you know, at the end, that last verse in Mark four forty one, they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of men is this that even the wind and sea obey him? So, I mean, it's a big thing going on there. He stills the sea. All these other little boats have already taken off because there's a storm going on and and folks were either in a storm now we just came out of a storm or we're entering a storm there's storms in our life there's things that happen in our life some big some small some terrible and uh but there's there's always the same answer and the same answer is you go to them you go to god you trust god and uh you move out and do what god has for you and from there 
Uh, from there, God does a wonderful work. And I'm so thankful that we looked at that last night in church and we talked about how when that storm comes, people really do about three things to people I've met. Some people, they turn around and run when the storm comes. Some people get stuck in the storm. You know, you've seen those people. They're fighting everything. They're fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. I was one of those guys. I was probably stuck in a storm for a decade of my Christian life. Just being honest with you. I'd get, well, why, God? Why is this happening to me? Why? Why, God? God, you, you, you know, and then one, one day this pastor came up to me and said, Doug, why are you so mad at God? Mm. And boy, that messed me up really bad. I didn't know what to do from there because he was right. I was mad at God. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, well, you know, I've waited all this time. I've did all this. He's like, yeah, I get that. But why are you so mad at God? And, uh, and boy, that was life changing to me. Yeah. If we, if we're struggling with our, with our life circumstance, we can't blame God for it. He's, he's omnipotent and he can do what's best for us and he loves us and he knows what's best for us. And, you know, so if you're upset about your life, you're, and you're pointing the finger at God, you're like the Israelites that are grumbling and complaining and really saying, God, you're messing up here. And Well, that's a bad position to take to think God's yeah. at fault because he's never at fault. Yeah, 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 no, I see that. And I, I, I think a couple things come to my mind, too, with, with what you were just saying, too, is there's so many people who want to internalize things. You know, far too often uh, people don't just stop what they're doing, go to their prayer closet, go to their little corner, get on their knees, and just pray for things by name. I had an old pastor who used to say, where's your, where's your list? Mm. What are you praying for by need? You yeah. know, what are you, what are you writing down and talking to God about? Where's your journal? Yeah, my dad, uh, we've talked about it in the yeah. last podcast, was a pastor. He's retired now. But I, I would say one of the things that helped get my dad through some hard times in ministry were, were prayer walks. Mm-hmm. where you get out and you walk, which is good for exercise, but you use an opportunity to talk to God. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to unload on God and let him talk to you and have a prayer walk. You you, you and God need to get alone and do some talking. Because Boy. if you if yeah. you don't talk, you're going to get better in ministry. Yeah. And you're going to lash out at people and you're going to hurt people. And, uh, and so- hurting people hurt people. And, uh, you know, I, I heard a series or my dentist, I actually go to a dentist here in town named Keenan Smith. Great guy. Good Christian man. Very godly. Uh, he's known around town to all the dentists go to him. That's how I ended up with him. I wanted to go to the dentist that the dentists go to. Uh, but anyway, I was talking to him yesterday and, uh, as I was in the chair yesterday, you know, he'd rub your shoulders once in a while, pray with you, talk with you. And he said to me, he said, you know, Doug, I, I listened to a friend of mine speak and he gave me a, a thought or a new book, but he said, um, when helping people hurts and he talked about, I give to this ministry, I give to that. And so many people are hurt today, Doug, and he's got no idea what I'm going through. I mean, people in the ministry are always being hurt, but it's, it's not a catastrophe. It's not the end of the world. Listen, folks, I had a, I had a pastor come after me, try to hurt me, call me, say things about me, write a letter about me, all those things. And you know what? I made it out the other side. I finally joined Morningside, which is what God had for me. The rumors are still out there a little bit, but man, I'm having the time of my life. God has used the, now when someone comes up to me and they say, you know, so-and-so is hurting me, I just weep for him, brother. You know, I'm just like, I weep with him and hold him. And I say, you're not going to believe this. But six months from now, this might be the best thing that ever happened to you. And I said, I know you can't believe this. Yeah. And sometimes God uses people that are critical of us as heavenly sandpaper. Yeah. And they're, God says, you know what? There's some things in your life, Steve, and there's some things in your life, Doug, yeah. that aren't quite Christ-like, yeah. and we need to yeah. rub some of that off 
and I'm going to use an abrasive type person in your life yeah. to help be heavenly sandpaper and shape you into being Christ-like. And we can resist that or we can go with it. And the yeah. wise person says, Lord, I'm willing to take your heavenly sandpaper and learn from yeah. it. Yeah. And, and sometimes the brook dries up too. Not only do you get the heavenly sandpaper, but sometimes God says, you know what, Stephen? You know what, Doug? It's time. It's time to move on. It's time. You know, go to Zarephath. There's some ministry for you there. You know, it's time to go to Zarephath. And, uh, uh, and, I, and I've seen that. I've seen that over and over again in my ministry. I know this. And sometimes I feel, you know, I'm, I'm out here looking into Scripture and stuff, and I, I kind of feel like Elijah. So I'm, and I'm all alone, God. I'm jealous for you because your people don't love you. They've forsaken your covenant. They, they're, they're a bunch of dirtbags. And uh, there's nobody but me. And then God reminds me, oh, stop that. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, even looking at that passage, what does God do with Elijah? I mean, he, he's, <sighs> he's tired. He, you know, he's just had the big showdown yeah. on Mount Carmel. He's running for his life. He's depressed. He wants to die. Yeah. And yeah. God does some practical things with Elijah yeah. right there. He, he sleeps him and he feeds him and he sleeps him and he feeds him. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is go get a nap. Yeah. And make sure you're taking care of yourself physically. And then you, you're ready to face the spiritual battles. Yeah, you need to do that. You know, we've got to, we are a multifaceted people. It's not all spiritual and it's not all physical. It's, it's all wrapped up together. So if you're struggling spiritually, make sure you're taking care of yourself physically. Uh, get, yeah. the, be, be healthy. Uh, you know, lose that weight, get the exercise, yeah. you know, get the sleep that you need. And that can help you fight spiritual battles because you're physically prepared to fight those battles. I know this is not a weight loss program, but uh, oh yeah, it's a. Uh, but hey, God, just, just so you guys know that both. Stephen and I probably represent 150 pounds of lost weight here, sitting at the table over the years. And I think we did it about the same time. It was weird because people were coming up to me at church and saying, "Hey, did uh, you and Pastor Huffman doing something?" I said, "I haven't seen them." You know, I look for them in the choir. I mean, folks, we don't have a small church where you see everybody. I can go a whole Sunday to church like I did last week and not see people. You know, I'll call up and check on somebody. Well, I was at church. Yeah. Well, I didn't see you, man. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people around. Uh, but, you know, it's funny. So last night we're doing an hour teaching on uh, PTSD and then we're preaching a revival message. So uh, he said some people are going to come out early for this and we'll have a 15-minute break for the people who come out at church time and we'll do this. Well, brother, everybody's coming out for both services. It's been a blessing. And Great. we talked last night in depression. We talked about Elijah. And the first thing Elijah had to do uh, to get better is he had to go get alone with God. He ran right, right to God. He ran right to God. He took care of his health and his physical needs, exactly what Pastor was just saying. You know, he ate, he drank. And uh, another thing, and I'm not going to get into regurgitating a message or anything, but one thing that always catches my mind and that, folks, we've got to be very careful about is, uh, you know, we're looking for this great explosion in our life, this great movement where God shows up and shakes our entire world. But, you know, that's what Elijah was looking for. There he is. He saw the earthquakes, the fires, the winds, all that stuff. But you know what God used for Elijah? Just small, small voice. voice. When Elijah sat down and counseled with him and got right with him and talked with him. I'm a guy who does prayer walking every day, by the way. Pastor was just talking about that a few minutes ago. I do that every single day. Every single day. I'm uh, Well, this morning I was telling Pastor, I was coming down the stairs. I fell down 12 stairs. It's my own fault. 
I was skipping stairs trying to get down here fast. I thought we were doing these podcasts at nine. So I told Debbie, I got to walk between six and eight. I got to get out there. I came down the stairs. I missed a step and man, I hit 12 stairs on my back. I got a bruise about the size of a watermelon going across my back. But praise God, I don't think there's anything wrong with me. Debbie put some ice on me, made me feel good. So I slept for two more hours. Praise God. And then I got a latte from Starbucks, which fixed everything. And I was able to get alone with God. Listen, folks, we'll be right back with you. We got to let these radio stations do what they do. We'll be right back. For those of you hanging in there and and not on a radio station listening to us uh, on a broadcast format, you're probably hearing this song, Does Jesus Care? And boy, does he care. We find ourselves again. I'm here with Pastor Steve Midhuffman from Morningside Baptist Church, along with me sitting in our dining room doing a podcast here. And uh, we're looking at our broadcast here. We're looking at that verse 21. It says, as the finding pot for silver and the furnace for gold, so is a man to his praise. And, you know, I think about that. I come to that and I think about that when, you know, you got your silversmith and those types of things who've been through things. And, uh, you know, there's some refining that goes on. There's an appropriate place for, for gold and silver and you got to refine, you got to get all the junk off. I used to have a friend of mine that was a, a goldsmith that I met years ago overseas and they would boil up the gold and stuff. They'd buy an aggregate and they would, he would call it scraping the scum off. Scraping all the bad, the impurities, you know, getting it down to a certain level of gold that, you know, can be tested by color, appearance, uh, weight, you know, uh, softness, things of that nature. You could tell how many carat it was, how many beautiful it is. So you would do that. You would you would refine the silver and refine the gold. A few minutes ago, Pastor used the theory of sometimes God uses men like sandpaper. There, there's people who blow away our worlds, but in the whole scheme of things, you know, that's what God had for us to make the next move necessary to be able to serve God the way we've wanted to serve him the whole time. I sat here last Christmas in my house. I was praying to God. We always read the Bible together as a family and talk about things that God has done for us in the previous year and the wonderful gifts we have. And as we sat around with our kids and our daughter-in-law here in the living room and we were talking about those things, I I found myself uh, in tears a little bit saying, God has done so much in this last year and a half or so. I've I've met people that I thought I never would know. Uh, it's a pretty regular thing to get phone calls from radio personalities and television personalities. You get phone calls from pastors all over the country and then get a phone call from a private who uh, is going crazy in the Army. And, and uh, in this previous year, getting a call from the gate there at the airport in Afghanistan in Kandahar as people are trying to escape, literally talking to Marines who are shooting at people. And God allowing me to be part of that because I allowed him uh, to shine me up a little bit and he thought he could use me a little more in that area. And so uh, uh, a man really is valued. If you look at this statement, so is a man to his praise. A man really is valued by what comes out of them. You know, has that stuff been scraped off? Have you allowed God to fine-tune you? Have you allowed God to polish you up? Have Are you the type of person that hears something and thinks about it, that goes and rests like Pastor Huffman was saying when, when you need that rest? Elijah came off the greatest victories in his life and was scared to death of uh, Jezebel. But, you know, sometimes are you that person that's refined? And I think that's what this is talking about here. Are you that person uh, who's not only have you 
been approved by others, but you've been proved through the fires of God's refining process. Are you that person? Yeah, our our reputation is really what other people think about us. Yeah. And uh, that can be established by how well do you respond to trials, you know. And those those trials can give you an open door of ministry um, that maybe you would have never had had you not been through some of that refining fire. I, yeah. I, think, I think something you could pick up from this verse is just like uh, silver and gold are, are put through a test. Yeah. Um, you know what can test a man maybe more than anything else, and that's praise. How well does he respond to praise? Yeah. You know, uh, if when, he, when people start applauding him, when people start uh, putting him up on a pedestal, when people start yeah. talking, and when we say a man, we're talking about women too. Yeah, we're talking about human beings. Human kind, yeah. But when you start getting a lot of praise and you're the best thing since sliced bread and you, you know, everybody's singing your praises, how well do you respond to that test? And if you turn into a dictator, you, you grab that power, that prestige that comes with that praise, and you start hurting people, you start trying to um, uh, exert your authority in ways you shouldn't, that's not a good response to that test. That praise has gone to your head, and you're no longer humble. You've become proud. Yeah. And we know that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. So let me just encourage you. If you are maybe in a position where people are praising you, uh, let it humble you and say, God, thank you for what you've done. Thank yeah. you for the way you've used me. Thank you for yeah. the opportunities you've given me. But, Lord, please don't let me fail this test and turn into a proud man because of this praise. Let me give you all the glory and not take any for myself. Yeah, and I, I, every day I try to go out of my way. There's not a lot of good coming out of me or anything like that, but if there is, it's all God. It all belongs to God. It was a, it was a couple of years ago, Pastor, I got a call, maybe three, maybe three or four now, and, and this, uh, these two brothers and a friend were out hunting. And while they were out hunting, uh, the friend stood up at the same time. One of the brothers stood up to shoot at a pig, pig hunting in the middle of the night. Now, um, and when he did that, he blew apart one of the brothers' heads. He died uh, immediately, and uh, there was no saving him. And 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 all the things that came along with that. And I got to work with the living brother a little bit with the with the guy who made the shot. He really didn't want to work together, but I got to counsel him. And the only reason I say this is he wrote me this long letter saying, you're more than willing to use my name, everything that happened to me, but don't let me know you're doing it because I, I want God to get the glory, but I don't want to get a big head. Yeah. And I never forgot that. But I, I worked with this man. He was the most humble, sweetest man. And boy, God was using things in his life and opening doors. Right now he's pastoring, getting ready to go to be a missionary overseas. Mm. He was married to this wonderful lady. But he always said to me, whenever we would get done, he'd say, Doug, use any example of my life, of my situation, of console, because I don't use it unless people tell me I can. You know, Use any situation you want, but don't tell me about it. Mm. I don't want it to go to my head. Yeah. And that's a hard test for all of us. When we start getting praise, yeah, it can go to our head. And we start yeah. thinking things about ourselves that really take the glory from God and yeah. from ourselves. And uh, yeah, uh, so we need to be careful that uh, we pass the test of praise. We do. We need to pass that test. Thank you, brother. And I think we've got time to hit another verse here at verse number 22. It said, though thou shouldest uh, bray a fool in a mortar among wheat, and the pestle, yet will not his foolishness depart from him. So, you know, here we go. You can grind this fool up. You can, you can, 
You could do it. Brother, you could just tear them apart, grind them up, do all those things is what it's talking about. But the foolishness will not depart from him. There's, there's only one way uh, that people change from foolishness to wisdom, and that's through a relationship with God. Uh, God giving us, showing us, and, you know, his Holy Spirit's within us. He says, now, Doug, stop that. So in my life, when I get to that, and we, we all have the ability within a few seconds to go from any wise thought, any good thought, any humble thought, within a few seconds, if we act the wrong way, look the wrong way, do the wrong thing, within a few seconds, we can go right back to that foolishness. Mm. Only God can change our hearts, Pastor. Yeah, let me speak to the fool today. If you're the one listening, and thank you for listening, but if you find yourself constantly being corrected by God, like a, like a pestle is grinding wheat uh, in, yeah. in a mortar, and you find yourself constantly being corrected by God, disciplined by God, and yet you're not changing, you need to be aware, wow, I'm acting the fool. I, I God is trying to get my attention. And he may have to up the pressure, and he may have to bring a heavier hand to bear. You know, maybe you've had kind of a low-level um, pressure, a low-level discipline, and God says, that's I'm not getting your attention. That's not enough. We're going to up the game. Now we're going to get the law involved. Now we're going to get, you know, we're going to hit your finances. We're going to strike your health. We're going to affect one of your kids. And God keeps saying, I want your attention. I want you to get right with God. So don't be the fool that is constantly corrected, but never listening. Yeah. Because that's how the fool acts. And I've been that guy. And everybody's been the fool at one point or another. I I think uh, the really important thing here is in my life, I need to apply God every day. I need to plug in. Uh, even though I travel with the Holy Spirit of God in my heart, and that still small voice talks to me all the time. Doug, we should do it this way. Doug calls so-and-so. I mean, I, I'm not having this verbal, you know, God's not appearing in front of me. You know, if he did that, uh, Pastor Huffman would probably be preparing for my funeral right now. You know, I'm a Baptist guy. That would, but no, that'd freak me out a little bit too much probably. Yeah. But if he did that, I'd, honestly, I'd be all right. But just joking. But listen, here's the thing. Uh, and, and I know pastor just spoke to the fool and I want to speak to every single one of us cause we're the fool sometimes. And, and you know, if you have that feeling that man, I'm in the wrong place. If you have that feeling, I handled that wrong or, or man, I, I bombed that. I tanked that. Just be upfront with folks. You know, I, I can remember calling my kids after, uh, maybe getting a little bit too loud with them. I was never really that much of a spanking dad or anything like that, but you know, I, sometimes I would hold my anger a little bit too long. I think maybe five times in my life, I disciplined my kids and, and I'm thankful for that because they didn't need a lot of discipline. Uh, uh, but I mean, I can remember going to my kids and saying, boy, I wish I went to yell at you guys and called you knuckleheads. I wish I would have just sat down and, and they accepted the apology. And as far as I know, there's no open accounts with my kids anywhere because we talk about that and they come over all the time. We all love each other and, uh, we have a good relationship, but I think the important thing I'm trying to say to you in these last few seconds is this. I bombed a bunch of times in my life. I've been the fool, but we serve a great God that allows us to pop out of that. And, and we believe in his communication ways in Matthew 18. We seek forgiveness. We go talk to people. We accept forgiveness from other people. And we move on for the glory of God. Listen, we love you, folks. If there's anything we can do for you, just drop me a note over there at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. And uh, check us out to Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Again, make sure you're back tomorrow with Pastor Huffman as we continue on looking at these theological terms, the word of the day, and continuing on with our study of Proverbs. Thank you. And may God bless you. And hey, that smile that only God can give. Thanks. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.